And good morning, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Sports Medicine Weekly here on 670 The Score. I'm your Chicago Bulls radio host, Steve Cashel. And subbing this week for my usual sidekick, Dr. Brian Cole from Midwest Orthopedics at Rush, is one of Dr. Cole's partners at Midwest Orthopedics at Rush, Dr. Greg Nicholson. He is a shoulder and elbow expert, sports medicine specialist, and one of the team physicians, along with Dr. Cole, for the Bulls and White Sox. Dr. Nicholson, how are you? Uh, good morning, Steve. I'm great. Fantastic. So how's your year going? You spending a lot of time with the White Sox? It's been busy. Uh, you know, when you get into a, a season like the White Sox, all those expectations with the young guys coming up and down in, and down on the farm, obviously our regular season at the big club isn't going as well as people might want to want to have. Sure. Uh, but it has been busy, no doubt. Good, good, good. Well, thanks so much for, for joining us. And uh our first topic this morning, and uh, by the way, we're going to have Gar Foreman on talking a little bit about uh, NBA and uh, through the eyes of a general manager, his point of view on sports medicine and how it's changed over the years. We'll have Gar Foreman on coming up at the uh, end of the uh, show, but in between we're going to do the Ask the Doctor segment. So I've been having fun with uh, Dr. Brian Cole doing these. You can go on our website, sportsmedicineweekly.com, and on the uh, homepage on the right side you can hit a little button there, a little link that says ask the doctor and ask us the question. So we've got some great questions that people have been uh, uh, tuning in with and uh, writing us. So we'll share that with Dr. Greg Nicholson, get your thoughts on uh, an answer, and you get to play the role of ask the doc. You I'm, get that a lot, don't you? you get I'm, that ready, at home? I'm ready for rapid fire, Steve. <laughs> Fantastic. But um, our first uh, guest is going to be Cole Cruz. He is the uh, owner, personal trainer of Coalition Strength and Conditioning. And our topic to kick it off uh, this morning, Dr. Nicholson, uh, 10 side effects of prolonged sitting. Um, do you get to sit at all? I mean, are you seeing like Dr. Cole is 80 patients a day sometimes? Uh, we don't get to sit a lot. Uh, if we're in the clinic, we're always seeing patients. Uh, we may sit down a little bit with each person, uh, but if we're in the operating room, we're probably standing up. So uh, my kids got me a Fitbit to look at my my steps, but the problem is you can't wear it in the operating room. So, is that right? Uh, you know, because you got to scrub. But I, I have to tell you, uh, we're doing a lot of steps. So in my particular uh, profession, I'm not sitting down much at all. How about driving? You get to drive in the car at all a long time? Sometimes people love that. You know, you listen to the radio, you know, maybe you listen to a book or something. But uh, I know you were telling me off the year your son does that. Could be eight hours a day. Or that's a lot of sitting. It's tough. You know, think about Chicago. Chicago's the city that works, but our traffic's tough. And uh, even if you're going from location to location, uh, we're going to talk to Cole here in a little bit. Uh, but uh, we sit a lot. We're in the car. We're in traffic. We know that uh, when we get out, uh, we're a little stiff, even no matter how young you are. So it'll be an interesting segment. So I'm interested to see what he has to say. Let's bring on Cole Cruz. He owns Coalition Strength and Conditioning, home of uh, West Town CrossFit, a 6,000-square-foot gym in West Town near the city center here in Chicago. Uh, Cole, thanks for joining us on this Saturday morning, Sports Medicine Weekly. Thanks for having me. Well, you know, let's start with this. A 2008 study by Vanderbilt University revealed that, on average, most people sit nearly eight hours per day. What are some of the most important side effects, uh, Cole, that you see of prolonged sitting? Uh, I think one of the things that you see in the article that I see, I think, at least in the short term, I think we all know long-term cardiovascular health and obesity risk and diabetes mortality rates tend to go up over time with uh, decreased physical activity. I think one of the things that I tend to see quite a bit, though, is just the altered posture and how that messes with people's ability to not only move, but just be able to move efficiently and effectively. And just the, um, the decreases that, it come, that comes with that. Uh, anytime that you have someone that comes in with altered posture, 
whenever you're working on that, it leads to, uh, it ends up leading to overactivity through certain muscles and underactivity through certain muscles. And you end up with these people that just struggle to move in general. Cole Cruz is joining us, uh, owner of Coalition Strength and Conditioning Sports Medicine Weekly on this uh, Saturday morning. Uh, how do we counter these effects, Cole? Uh, I mean, I think the, the basic thing would be just to say to do physical activity, uh, but I think like the doctor just hinted at, that's not always the right answer. You have to kind of take a PT approach, like a prehabilitation approach to that, where you have to address some of those uh postural alignment issues, like tight muscles, whether it's the hip flexors or whether it's the protractors in the shoulder. And you have to be able to release those and also strengthen up the weak parts in order to kind of give your joints a better balance and then provide them with a better fighting chance to uh, to operate more effectively. Hey, Cole, this is uh, Greg Nicholson. I'm a shoulder and elbow specialist. So I see mm-hmm. some people come in, they've been on their workstation, you know, we're kind of tied to the computer anymore. And they come in with those, you know, that rounded scapular posture. And mm-hmm. in some of those folks we've used for the last, not using brand names here, but a posture shirt, uh, almost looks like thick Under Armour with some strategic sewings. You know, it brings that, those scapulae back. Mm-hmm. It gives them maybe 30 minutes to give them, you know, almost like reset the, the muscular thermostat. Uh, are you using things like that or seeing that as, a, uh, as an advantage? You know, I, I think it can be. I think it's a difficult thing to get a lot of people to utilize on a consistent basis, uh, especially the average person. I think someone who has the threat of surgery might be a little more apt to uh, to use something along those lines. I just don't see it on a, con- a consistent basis in what I do. Again, visiting with Cole Cruz, the owner of Coalition Strength and Conditioning. I'm Steve Cashel with Dr. Greg Nicholson, subbing this week for Dr. Brian Cole. He's one of the shoulder and elbow specialists from Midwest Orthopedics at Rush. So uh, tell me a little bit about the uh, facial uh, uh, stretch therapist work that you do. It's uh, kind of interesting. I'm, I'm on your website right here, and it's a, it's a wonderful website that you've got, uh, CoalitionTrainingChicago.com. But uh, you do a lot of that stretch therapy, correct? Yeah, you can thank my wife for that uh, that website. She did a great job on it. Um, but the um, what's cool about facial stretch therapy is I, it addresses those issues that the doctor just mentioned. That rounded posture, that's like a what's called upper cross syndrome, where you get those rounded shoulders, you get those stretched out scapula, and you lose that uh, stability through the shoulder and through the scapula. And what that allows me to do is kind of address those issues for someone, kind of give them the tools to be able to succeed from a passive standpoint so they can learn what it feels like. And then I usually give them homework that they have to do on their own to start addressing it. Because the biggest thing is whether it's putting on a shirt or me working with somebody is to develop some sort of consistent pattern. Because if it's eight hours a day of sitting, I'm not going to be able to overdo that one hour a week or three hours a week or even 10 hours a week. That needs to be something that needs to be done all the time. Cole, let me ask you, um, I, when we had uh, one of our producers here in studio asking uh, before we began the show this morning, um, you know, so you're sitting uh, as our main topic here, you know, the, the prolonged sitting and the effects thereof, um, you know, again, how do we combat that? If you could do, you know, one hour of working out three times a week, is that good enough? I mean, how, are we, how, are we, how do we lean that and balance that out a little bit? I mean, any sort of activity is always going to be better than nothing. Um, it's hard to say. It's going to vary from person to person. Uh, someone who's 25 is going to be different from someone who's 45 or 65. Uh, females are going to be different from males. Taller people are going to have different issues issues from shorter people. So it's hard to give it a specific diagnosis of a direct correlation. I'd say in general, you want people to be as active as you can. And again, I still go back to echoing that prehabilitation approach where 
you are at least getting giving your body a chance to balance out by releasing tight tissue and strengthening up some of the weaker tissues like your glutes or the scapular region to try to start to balance out that body a little bit. And the more consistently you can address that, the better it is for you moving forward. Dr. Nicholson, what do you see in your practice uh, when you think about people uh, sitting and not being active enough? What are you telling them? Well, that's uh, what we alluded to a little bit earlier. You know, we're kind of tied to the workstation now, be it your laptop, your phone. Uh, We see people walking across in front of your car. They're even looking down at their phone as they cross the street. So as Cole said, you know, the posture is not great. Uh, And we want to be better. We want to be more active, but uh, we all kind of uh, delude ourselves a little bit. Uh, It really takes a, a concerted effort to change your pattern of activity and I think what Cole's talking about here is to give them some homework, something that's accessible, something that works for them, something that they can almost set their watch to, hey, 7.15 p.m., this is what I'm going to do. And if we can break it down into packets that they can do, 20 minutes here, 20 minutes there, you, you get that hour that you're talking about. So that's what we try to do in my practice so that uh, human beings get bored very quickly. So you have to give them some motivation. I'm sure Cole uses those type of techniques all the time. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think it's one of those things is setting them up for success as best you can. It's great that people want to be active, but if they're active with all these postural deficiencies, chances are they're going to put themselves in a worse off opportunity after that just because of they're not set up for success. If you can put them in a better posture, then when they start to work out, they're a little more efficient and they decrease the overall injury rate that they're going to come across. And Cole, final question. Uh, while we have you, uh, again, your place is Coalition Strength and Conditioning, home of the Westtown CrossFit, a 6,000-square-foot gym in uh, Westtown. What's hot these days? What are you seeing with uh, personal workouts, group workouts? Is it CrossFit? Also, uh, differences in weight training these days. What's hot and new? Uh, I think you're seeing a lot of what I, what I think is interesting is you're seeing people that are wanting to be out there for just about anything, whether it's wanting to get out there for something like dance, wanting to get something involved with CrossFit, whether it's any sort of group activity, you're seeing people want to get active with group activities at the very least. I think you're seeing more of a trend of people trusting professionals, which is great. Um, as long as we can deliver on what we want to provide for them, I think you create a cool environment. So I think that's the biggest thing is you're seeing more people go to professionals for advice and for help because they're just not quite sure. And then you've got something offered a strong man, right? Uh, along with Olympic weightlifting. How do you become a strong man? That's like the so old, strong- old days when I was growing up in the 60s. You know, you're the strong guy, right? <laughs> so, I mean, I think we've all seen, or at least I remember from when I was a kid, I used to see strongman competitions on uh, ESPN and ESPN2. Uh, strongman, a lot of that, what that is, is a lot of loaded carries with like kegs or uh, with yoke walks or things like that. A lot of deadlifting, uh, a lot of surprisingly a lot of strength endurance type work um so we have like uh you know we have atlas stones we have kegs we have the yokes like i mentioned we have prowlers it's a lot more of a uh it's a different type of workout for if you've never done it before i would encourage anyone who hasn't tried it before to get into because you get into different positions that you just don't typically get into in standard olympic training or in standard weight training or resistance work most people just don't, don't come across it and it's pretty cool to work to different angles Fantastic. CoalitionChicago.com is the website. Cole Cruz from Coalition Strength and Conditioning. Hey, Cole, thanks so much for joining us here on Sports Medicine Weekly. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Coming up, still we've got Gar Foreman, a uh, 
general manager with our Chicago Bulls. Talk about sports medicine from his angle and the difference in fitness and strength levels of professional athlete pre and post the NBA Combine. Also, ask the doctor coming up next with Dr. Greg Nicholson filling in this week for Dr. Brian Cole. I'm Steve Cashel. You're listening to Sports Medicine Weekly on 670 The Score.